Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the Foodies Never Say Die fan club, we are back once again with another drunken thumb war. And this one is going to be polarizing, to say the least. We got two powerhouse franchises going at it. We have the Ghostbusters going against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and what could be an epic battle of epic proportions. Uh, but before we get into that, let's introduce the rest of the crew. Uh, Travis, how are you doing? And what are you drinking? How you doing? How you doing? I am doing well. Um, it's yes. I'm. I'm looking forward to this battle. Um, very much so. I will be the 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 voice of reason. I'll be the judge here. I'm looking forward to to both arguments on both sides. This is two beloved franchise. Obviously, not by just the three of us, but everyone around the world. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see um, what counterpoints Jim's going to have against you. What your what your defense is going to be be. Um, in, in this upcoming battle, I am drinking, um, before we get into that, from False Idol Brewing. I figured we're doing a little throwback, we'll have a fun action. I'm going to do a little franchise of my own, um, the Back to the Future franchise, a little trilogy of fun. It's called Driving 88. It is a triple IPA, um, New England-style IPA at 10.5%. Um, so, that's it. That is really quite nice. It is not boozy at all at a ten and a half percent. I mean, there's a slight, there's a slight um, hint of boozy, a little sweetness, um, but overall, pretty damn delicious. Um, it's not like a ten and a half where you sort of like cringe every time you sip. Like you know, you're having an IPA. Um, there's no uh, getting around that, but it's nice and smooth with some nice little citrus notes, a little fruity. Um, hold on, I want to say like. Melon, a little bit of melon thrown in there. Um, but yeah, it is it is damn delicious, and I'm looking forward to drinking this, and you know, being persuaded by the both of you. So that's it. Sounds awesome, Travis. Uh, we also have here uh, Jimmy Bag of Donuts. Jimmy, how you doing? And what are you drinking? I'm um, super. Thanks for asking. And don't let my beverage fool you. I am representing the Ninja Turtles tonight. But uh, my beverage right now is the Ecto Green Hard Seltzer from uh, what was it? Untitled Art. Their pixie mix. Let's uh, dive in, shall we? It is a delicious uh, seltzer. I'm not going to lie. Bu did hit it, you know, on the head. Three, yeah, three and a half out of five bottle caps is pretty good, <laughs> especially for a seltzer. For a seltzer, yeah, I'm saying giving it that high of a rating, it must be a tasty one. Cool. So we, we have Travis. You are going to be the judge. Jimmy, you are defending the Ninja Turtles. With that, just leaves me to defend the Almighty Ghostbusters. But I am all I am drinking a, a brewery a beer from Three Floyd's Brewery called Zombie Dust. Not entirely appropriate, but I figure it fits with the theme here for, for the Ghostbusters. Uh, zombies are not ghosts, but you know, it works. Like a little, it's a little bit of a lateral move, but yeah. I think it'll work. I'm dead, so it's fine. It kind of fits. All right, Jimmy. Well, um, before we get into this epic battle, I'm going to turn it over to you first to make your opening statements and uh, let us know why you think the Ninja Turtles are better than the Ghostbusters. All right. First, I, I'd like to thank you for uh, giving me this intro. Um, I did the math on this, and it was very difficult, and I, pers- I tried to persuade you. I tried. I tried my very best to say this was a farce. I just wanted everyone to know that I tried my best. Because I was doing math. Doesn't mean my math is correct. B could prove me wrong. But, you know, 
they're beloved franchises to us. We talk about these, we make references, we talk about it. We do everything with these franchises nonstop. I mean, the littlest of things to the greatest of things. Um, but I will say, I think Ninja Turtles uh, does reign supreme. I'm not going to get too heavy into it until we uh, really start our uh, thumb war. But I will say, for both franchises that started in the 80s, we've t- uh, stood the test of time. Generations upon generations will remember us, whether it be from a movie, a comic book, a TV show, or just a plain toy. And with that, I will say, uh, good luck, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I I think this this battle is going to be a good one because both both franchises are beloved, but I don't think it's going to get too heated because I think we both equally respect each other's uh each other's franchise so like i love the ninja turtles just yeah. as much as any other 80s kid uh but i did the math as well and uh with my math i think the ghostbusters have a little bit of an extra edge there uh when we get into the um the nitty-gritty of it but uh i mean the first thing the ghostbusters came out with was uh that beloved uh ghostbusters movie movie we've watched all of us have watched numerous numerous times and we'll probably watch another 40, 50 times between now until we are ghosts ourselves. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. So many great characters are in there. Uh, there's all the Ghostbusters themselves. Uh, there's uh, Rick Moranis playing Lewis Tully. You all know how much I love Rick Moranis. I defended him in a very first Thumb War. Uh, he is in this movie as well. Um, the special effects in this original movie, for the most part, still actually hold up, which is pretty impressive, considering it came out in the uh, early 80s. And it's a movie that children have watched and loved, but it's really not a kid's movie. There are a lot of jokes in there that are really geared towards adults. And even now, when I watch the movie again for the 40th, 50th time, there's still little things I catch every now and then from this great movie. I think this obviously kicked the franchise off for the Ghostbusters, and uh, it was was a home run from the beginning. It's Everything came from this. And uh, they hit the ground running with the Ghostbusters, man. Everyone loves each Ghostbuster. They're all great. And um, I think, yeah, for, to start it off, that movie really got the franchise up and running fast. All right. Respect, respect. I See, I figured, you know, you would have gone into the fact that there was like a late 70s, early 80s, like really horrible TV show called The Real Ghostbusters or The Ghostbusters, which had like a chimp. Yeti, uh, Bigfoot man as a part of the Ghostbusting crew, which, you know, some people get confused with. I mean, not us, obviously, because, you know, we know what the real Ghostbusters are. And it's not just a cartoon from the 80s that's, you know, tied Ghostbusters 1 to Ghostbusters 2. Well, I'll appreciate it. But the Ninja Turtles, let's get, let's get down and into the Ninja Turtles. They started off as a comic book that were inspired, inspired Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were inspired by Daredevil. They were inspired by the story of Marvel's Daredevil. It's actually referenced in the first comic book that they have that the same ooze that created the Ninja Turtles were the same ooze that made Daredevil go blind and gave him his enhanced radar sense. I mean, how cool is that? Now, Ninja Turtles, like you were, you know, like you were saying with the Ghostbusters, wasn't exactly designed for kids. It was designed for a more mature audience. They were meant to kill. They weren't meant to be quippy 
or anything like that. They only be, really became that after they sold, uh, I shouldn't say really sold, but they got toy rights with, I believe it was uh, Playmates Toys. And from there you get a cartoon show. And from the cartoon show is where we ended up getting all the personalities of the turtles, all the different color headbands, the love of pizza that never existed. That was all, you know, for that was geared towards kids. All those comic books were really just violent. You know, the shredder dies in the first book, their main villain that everyone knows from all the movies, they kill him right away, but then, you know, they bring him back. But who does that? Like, you know, who does that kind of a thing where we're going to introduce you to our big bad. And, if you remember anything from the 1990 movie featuring Judith Hogue, who you might remember from a little Disney flick called Halloween Town, uh, you may not. It's okay. I not everyone loves that movie. <laughs> I like that movie because, you know, it's a fun movie. It's a good kids movie. Anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, before I even get into any of that, they actually took the exact scene of the Shredder's quote-unquote death from the comic and put it in the movie, which was him getting crushed by a garbage truck in the uh, trash compactor, which I thought was actually a nice little touch. You know, you know, for a 1990s movie with Jim Henson, uh, basically puppeteered suits uh, with guys in them, mind you. Uh, real martial artists inside the suit. They did a pretty, you know, pretty good job, you know, kind of like that was that movie was a good mix of being both four kids and adults. It really was the perfect combination of the two. Um, but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to hand it off to Ghostbusters because I think around this time, Ghostbusters 2 uh, really started coming out. And, you know, who doesn't enjoy Ghostbusters 2? Well, uh, to talk about the Ninja Turtles for, for a second, I mean, the comic books are great, but they weren't my first um Introduction into trucks into these turtles. I I was introduced to them through the '80s cartoon, just like most probably most of you here. I don't know if you guys read the comic books first, but the uh, the cartoon was what really got me excited about the Ninja Turtles. It's an amazing cartoon. It's but the problem I have with the cartoon is try streaming that cartoon today. You can't find it anywhere. You can't find it on any of the streaming services. But you can buy the complete series for twenty five dollars. On where? Walmart. On DVD? Who watches DVDs anymore? Everybody. No one has DVDs. <laughs> Why don't you buy the Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles Betamax to, to watch it? Travis, if you want to show your young son Lincoln the great Ninja Turtles, you, you can, unless you have a DVD player and, uh, I don't know, some kind of weird-ass TV. But if you Paramount want to watch Plus. not the original 80s cartoon, is not on Paramount+. Plus. Anyway, the yeah. uh, but if you want to watch the Ghostbusters cartoon, which was also a kick-ass cartoon in the 80s, you can watch that whole series right now on Hulu. This is starting to sound like a commercial, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> my point is, you can catch the 80s cartoon of the Ghostbusters and not the uh, Ninja Turtles, which I think is a knockoff. It is kind of sad, because I would love to watch, rewatch that series again. But anyway, I digress. That cartoon for the Ghostbusters was, all, was also amazing. There were some... Yeah, it was geared towards kids, but there were some kind of adult themes in there. There's some great classic episodes of that show. I think there's one episode where they actually go back to um, Ebenezer Scrooge and, and um, capture the three ghosts from Christmas and realize when they go back to the modern times, they screwed up everything, a la Biff Tannen in Back to the Future 2. Uh, so they have to go back to uh, Ebenezer Scrooge's time to release the ghosts and, you know, hijinks ensue. And it, it's a great show. Like, it wasn't just... Oh, there's a ghost. Let's go catch it. They actually made 
pretty good, interesting storylines for a kid's cartoon, which they really didn't need to do. Um, but they did a great job. And then came uh, Ghostbusters 2, the movie. Now, Ghostbusters 2 is not as great as Ghostbusters 1, but there's still some amazing great season in it. Uh, I believe we talked about this once before, how they had an amazing uh, sequence where Louis Tully was supposed to be training to be a Ghostbuster, but they actually, and he was trying to catch Slimer the whole movie, and that's why at the end of the movie, when Slimer's driving the bus, he goes, oh no, it's you again. Uh, but they cut that all out. I think that would have really elevated Ghostbusters 2 to another great classic sequel. But it, um, but the Ghostbusters 2 is a good movie. you got the Scolari brothers, you've got um, Vigo, uh, Janos, like some more great characters come in that movie as well. It wasn't just another, well, it kind of was, uh, it wasn't just a cash grab. Like they cut, they added stuff to it to make it, make it its own thing. Uh, and also for Nintendo kids, they had the NES advantage control the Statue of Liberty, which when you're a kid and you see that, that that's just amazing. So yeah, I think the Ghostbusters with the eighties cartoon that you could still watch by the way. And, um, Ghostbusters 2, I think we got three heavy hitters right off the bat for the Ghostbusters franchise. I'm, I'm very glad you brought up Nintendo, because what would Nintendo be without the Ninja Turtles games? Sega as well. Um, obviously, the first game uh, almost everyone had if you had a Nintendo. Not that anyone could beat the game, but it was a fun game. You know, you tried your best. You couldn't get through, you know, the swimming level at least without losing one turtle. When I can understand, you know, maybe you had to use the game genie. It was it was a frustrating game. But here, here comes TMNT2, the arcade game, which set the gold standard going forward of how to make a Ninja Turtles game. An arcade-style gameplay. Beat them up, you know, what have you. Introducing all the, you know, the cartoon characters that you would see from the show. Or you might have had his toys. Uh, Ninja Turtles 3, same principle. That also actually introduced more so the Super Shredder, because around that time it was almost 92. But the big, two of the biggest games that came out, which are stone classics, you know, anyone will tell you, are Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, and Hyperstone Heist. Because Turtles in Time was for Super Nintendo, Hyperstone he- uh, Heist was for Sega. Now, depending on who you ask, one person will say Turtles in Time is better, one person will say Hyperstone Heist is better. And it really comes down to what console you had and what in which you had first. One of the benefits, I think, of Hyperstone Heist is that Tatsu from uh, Secret of the Ooze and the original Ninja Turtles movie is a boss you can fight. Now, <clears throat> Turtles in Time was focused more so on the cartoon. You fought a lot of the cartoon villains. You did a lot of the cartoon things, but it involved time travel. Now, who doesn't love time travel like Back to the Future, where you can go, you know, to fight the dinosaurs with Slash, you know, you could go bury your shell at Wounded Knee and fight Leatherface on a train. You know, Skull and Crossbones on a pirate ship versus Bebop and Rocksteady dressed as pirates. I mean, that's just pure genius. You know, I you know it, it gets it goes further and further. Then they jump into the future. You fight the Krang monster while you know surfing the streets of the future. Sewer surfing was another you know good level. But I digress because I just love that game so much. Um, they also had. Tournament Fighters, which was a fighting game a la Street Fighter, which was for Sega, Super Nintendo, and Nintendo. The benefit of the Nintendo version, and I believe the Sega version, is that you could play as the great Casey Jones. Now, 
Casey Jones is, you know, he's just a money character. He's the one of the best side characters introduced into any franchise ever. I don't care what anyone says. Bar none, I will fight you on it. Um, but no, I can see where you're going, though, with like Rick Moran. Oh, Rick Moranis, as we love Rick Moranis, please refer to our earlier Drunken Thumb Wars uh, for the Rick Moranis-John we'll Candy debate. Uh, we all know that um, ended in a very nice tie our streaming service because those are two great Canadian men. <laughs> One second. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back with the station identification until Jimmy finally comes back online. Uh, he, he's going on. I'm sure he's going on a major rant right now, and, and it's all lost. <laughs> it's all, all lost. for naught. Way to go. Now I'm gonna have to edit. (laughs) I'm gonna have to edit these things. Luckily, it's. There he is. All right, I'm back. Yeah. Somehow I got kicked off the internet. You're back? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm back. All right. Yeah. So, um, Where'd you lose me? I'm so still going. You, you, as soon as you made the point where Casey Jones is the greatest what, side character ever created. Of all time, yes. Of all time, you instantly froze. So really really Mic drop. Um, so, yeah, so let, let, me, let me bring it back in. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now that we have figured out our technical difficulties and – um, the statement has been made that Casey Jones has been the greatest secondary character introduced uh, of all time. Um, we're going to kick it off back off to Jimmy, uh, to where he left off. Uh, so, Jim, have at it. Um, so, while I was frozen and going on my rant, hoping that it would just catch up and not kick me off the internet, I was basically saying how, you know, if we really wanted to look at, you know, great side characters, we were... Um, Casey Jones, we're bringing up Rick Moranis. Please refer to our earlier uh, Rick Moranis-John Candy debate. Um, That was a wonderful tie that we ended perfectly. Two great Canadians, uh, two great sets of films. You know it. We love it. But I wanted to bring up Rob Paulson. Now, some of you might know Rob Paulson as Yakko Warner from Animaniacs. Some of of you might know him as the voice of Max from Mighty Max. But we all know him as the voice of Raphael in the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. What you might not know is that in the 2012 redone version of the Ninja Turtles cartoon, he also voiced Donatello. He also did some Donatello voice appearances in the main series, but he was so good, they brought him back. How often does that happen where you get a legacy character like that? Um, where a guy was so iconic as one character... Huge part of the franchise. Great voice actor. He said, you know what? We're going to bring you back. We're going to bring you back and voice somebody else. And it was more or less the same voice. Maybe a little bit nerdier. But as we all know, Raphael could be top tier Ninja Turtle. You know, could be number one. Could be number two, depending who you ask. Michelangelo uh, does seem to reign supreme in some circles. However, you know, it is what it is. Raphael is, you know, cool but rude. And Michelangelo is a party dude. Bill Murray is the party dude of the Ghostbusters. He's really the only one. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. I would say Dan Aykroyd is kind of... He's not quite the Raphael. You know, I guess the Raphael would go to Winston in this respect. 
I guess mm, he's. Yeah, it would be Winston. Winston's like more the sarcastic one, makes those. Because obviously Donnie is Egon. Yes. Bill Murray is uh, Michelangelo. Yeah. So that would leave Dan Aykroyd as Leonardo. Now, I don't really think that fits, but, you know, he is the heart of the Ghostbusters. So I guess Leonardo would be the heart of the Ninja Turtles in that respect, uh, if you ask Mikey. But um, but no, I, I understand your problem, B. You know, it's but you know because everyone streams nowadays. But uh, I'm a uh, bit of a hard copy kind of man. I very much enjoy that. You know, I can watch an entire series for you know twenty five dollars, and it only cost me a one time purchase versus a monthly you know fee. But maybe not everyone has a DVD player nowadays, and I can totally understand that. Even though everyone pretty much has a gaming console, and that is your DVD player. Um, but I, I, I will say though, you are, you are, you are correct in, in the sense that, you know, well, I should say this, the Ghostbusters video games just plain suck. <laughs> they, See, I would disagree they, with you. I will disagree there's only one you. good game, one good game. No, good I, will game. Name, I will name multiple good games. Multiple good games. I can, I can name two, but definitely one. I can name multiple good games. If you, if you want to. Pass the torch to me, or do you still have more? I, I will pass the torch to you on your Ghostbusters good games, because I'm, I'm dying to hear. Because the first one's trash. It's pure garbage. Sure. So the, the NES game was bad. The NES game was bad. The, the graphics were not good. The controls weren't good. The sound was good. It was a terrible, a terrible game. But the Sega, if you played the Sega Master System version of that game, it's actually pretty damn awesome. The graphics are perfect. It, it's exactly what you would want it to be. It's... um. You know, you got to drive. You got you get to drive the car. You get to go to answer calls when the houses blink. Uh, buy equipment, upgrade your stuff. Honestly, it's one of my top tier Sega Master System games. System games. I know people. A lot of people don't have the Sega Master System. Haven't played it. Gonna say. But if you did play it, it is. It's a top game. Uh, the game on the Genesis was also great too. It has sort of like a, a little bit of a, like a little bit of a Mega Man feel to it, where you kind yeah. of pick which stage to go next. Uh, you run around zapping ghosts and stuff. You, you kind of have to also figure out where to go. It's not just run to the right and get to the end. You know, you could also spend, make money, upgrade your equipment. That to me, that's another uh, great game. They also have the the real Ghostbusters arcade game, which I don't know if you guys ever played that. But it's also it's kind of like a side scroller beat 'em up, like Turtles in Time, kind of like that, where you uh, you run around zapping ghosts, killing ghosts. You know, run to the right, kill everybody on screen, run to the right again, which was also another fun. 80s style game, but the best game of the series is the one that was on PS3 and Xbox 360. Uh, basically the unofficial Ghostbusters 3 movie in interactive form. It brought back all the original actors to voice act in the game. Uh, in that game, you kind of took the role of the new recruit, so you got to work alongside the Ghostbusters, kind of try to be one of them. So you, um, and the story in that game was actually good. Like it was, like I said, that was the, uh, the third movie, supposed to be. Yeah, it was the unofficial Ghostbusters three movie. Which, if they made that in the movie, I thought that I think that would have been great. Like the storyline w- was good. The storyline was good. Uh, and there's also a new uh, Ghostbuster arcade game now. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it, it looks like it kind of looks like one of those afterburner booths that you go into. Uh, the Spirit you, Unleashed one or the other one? I don't know what it's called. I think it's just called Ghostbusters Arcade. But anyway, you sit in in like this booth. 
and the whole thing shakes. It's got surround sound with you. Mm. And it's basically, it's like an on-rail shooter, like House of the Dead. Okay. Uh, but it's awesome. yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you're in there. You get to, you fight Slimer. You fight Stay Puft. You fight Vigo. You fight the Sclary Brothers. You fight everybody. It's honestly an excellent game. If you've never played it, definitely go to your local Dave & Buster's. I'm really starting to sound like a salesman <laughs> for these places. Probably why, probably why I work in advertising. But the game is itself great. It, um, if you guys haven't played that game, definitely check it out. And they also have Ghostbusters VR, which I don't know if you guys ever played. I think I it's saw, on. Yeah. I think it's on PlayStation Four. Uh, I don't know if it is, but I played it at like one of those VR arcade uh, places where you. It's like you put on the the headset, and it's freaking ghosts flying all around you. It's freaking insane. It's awesome. And uh, the turtles turtles have a lot of amazing video games too. I'm not gonna knock any of them. They're all fun, but they're all pretty much side scrolling beat 'em ups, which are fun to play. You run to the right, kill everybody on screen. They're fun. They're awesome. But the Ghostbusters games actually have more variety. There's a lot of different things to do. They have the side-scrolling beat-em-up. They have the one that's kind of like a little bit Mega Man style. They have the one where you get to drive the car and go answer calls. And those games are fun. Um, and they're all a little bit different. So I th- I would I disagree there's only one good Ghostbusters game. I think all the ones I've named have been pretty good. See, the one I was hoping you would, me- you would mention, you did not mention... Um... I bought it a couple of years ago. It's a redone version of Ghostbusters 2 for NES, and it plays like Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Wow, that's pretty cool. I don't think I ever played that one. It, it, it's it's hard to find. Like, you have to find somebody who will download it onto a NES cartridge. So but like uh, a, Someone just made it for themselves, like a homebrew kind of game? Yeah, but um, it actually plays, like, the first thing you do is you fight the Scolari brothers. Like, you're in the courtroom fighting, like, both, that's your first boss. It, it was a lot of fun. Like, I I bought it, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. And it, to me, it was way better than anything that was put out in recent years. So, like, <clears throat> Ninja Turtles just put out, what, Shredder's Revenge, which was basically a homage to, like, all the games, uh, like, the Turtles 2 going forward, yeah. which... Which is a great game, don't get me wrong. I mean, the guy from Faith No More, Mike Patton, sang the 80s theme song for the game, excuse me, which was pretty cool. Um, he got a little bit more of a metal version of, of the theme song, or alt-rock, depending on how you define Faith No More. Um, they had another one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Mutants in Manhattan, which was kind of like uh, Castlevania 64-esque. I don't know if you remember that game or uh, Earthworm Jim 64. Um, basically, uh, or, think Mario 64. Uh, and you're just walking around with weapons, just exploring the level. Is that game, is that game good? It's good. Uh, the only issue I have with games like that is nine times out of the ten, they're too short. But like their replay value, like because they like the replay value is there um, because mm. of of, of of it being what it is, but I just, and that's any, that's any video game really. Like, you know, it, depending on how good you are at it or whatever, it could just be too short and you just want more of it. Uh, See, cause Castlevania, yeah. Castlevania 64 and Earthworm Jim 64, I, I thought those were terrible. So when you compared it to yeah, those, no. I was worried. I'm just talking uh, graphically how it looks, like how it, how it would kind of play, play out. Got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, are they the best in the, like, would I say they're the best in the franchise? Like, no. Like, obviously, I'm going to go lean on my early 90s um, 
staples, but Shredder's Revenge was like that breath of fresh air, even though it was, you know, a redone version of everything else. But what was cool that I appreciated about that is they expanded the uh, character roster for you could be with Casey Jones, April O'Neil, Splinter, and so on. And, you know, it was was a nice, it was like a game by the fans, for the fans kind of a thing, um, which is nice to see um, as, as far as just keeping, you know, keeping it alive, if you will. Like it had the eighties cartoon designs. You can just enjoy it. Like, you know, it was nostalgia. Nostalgia hit you where you want, where it wanted it to hit you. Um, Yeah. I, I, it's hard to say that because, like, the Ghostbusters Wii game, like, did you? I don't, did you ever have that one? B that came I'm out the same that. time as the 360 one. It was just goofy. One. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was too goofy. It um, they went way too cartoony with it. The guys didn't look like the guys, and they they just tried. It was like you tried your best, Nintendo, but it didn't work. Yeah. Well, like I said, that NES original NES game, which I'm sure we all had too, just we bought it because it said uh, Ghostbusters on the title, was was not a good game. But um, I think they definitely made up for it with the with the games they've made since. I think there's a lot of good Ghostbuster games out there. But uh, we only really briefly touched on the um, on the action figures. I kind of want to get back onto that because the Ghostbusters. I mean, Ninja Turtles had amazing action figures. We all had those. Oh, hundreds, hundreds of thousands. Ghostbusters had some pretty cool. Ghostbusters had some pretty cool uh, action figures too. I mean, they're mainly based on the uh, on the eighties cartoon, uh, but it was but they, but they were cool. I mean, like you could a lot of the ghosts were really awesome because like you press the button on the ghost and they would like it looked like a it's normal scary, person yeah. and, they would, and they would jump out and scare you. Those were kind of fun to play with, and uh, you know you had the you could get the Ecto one, but you could get the turtle van. You could get you know you get the Ghostbuster um, firehouse, but you could also get the turtle lair or the Technodrome. Action figure wise, it kind of kind of depended on which one you would like, which franchise you like yeah. better. But they both had awesome, awesome action figures. I, I but thought, I think, uh, so... The Ghostbusters were stiffer. They were a little stiffer. They were a little bit more locked. I think. Um, I mean, not that the Ninja Turtles were impossibly movable, but like the Ninja Turtles were a bit more. Um, they had ones that backflip. They had ones that transformed. Like you could take them from baby turtles to regular turtles. Where like with all the Ghostbusters ones, you could move the arms, you couldn't really move the legs, you could move more on the ghosts, I think, than you could on the guys, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, like, it's, when you kind of want to move the guys, you know, I mean, as a kid, you know, you make them walk or whatever, at least with the turtles, you could do that a little bit more freely or make them kick. Uh, They are ninjas. Exactly, you know, I I remember they had ones that backflipped, uh, the, the one thing, though, is that I can say that Ghostbusters didn't have, that the Turtles did have with their toys, though, is that the Ninja Turtles toys were so vast. I mean, there was a Ninja Turtle for everybody. There was, you know, the ones that played hockey, all the different sports, wrestlings. Um, they had ones that were army men. They had ones that were banditos. Universal Monsters, two series. I mean, the list went on. Like, if you thought of it, chances are there's a Ninja Turtle that's based on it. It's actually kind of frightening. And they got guys now who make their own uh, Ninja Turtles toys out of discarded Ninja Turtles toys. Like one guy's doing a Star Wars uh, run with it. He made a Michelangelo Chewbacca. He's doing a Shredder Vader. And then another guy is going to do, going back to another one of our earlier uh, Drunken Thumb Wars, they're doing Freddy, Jason, Michelangelo, and Raphael. Uh, Raphael is, uh, yeah, Raphael's Jason. 
Leonardo is Leatherhead, uh, Mikey is Mikey, and Donnie is Freddy Krueger as toys. And it's all uh, hand-painted. I mean, he's selling them, but he's going to sell them for an exorbitant amount of money because technically it's art. It's not like you're paying for the toy. But even the toys now, the vintage toys are ridiculously expensive. The Invisible Man toy, toy in package, I'm talking in its bubble and everything, can go upwards of 300 bucks, if not more just for that toy specifically, but you can get other toys for like 10 bucks. So like, not that they're not re-releasing them and they're re-releasing the Ghostbusters toys. I actually noticed that the other day on a big bad toy They were re-releasing the original Kenner line of Ghostbusters toys, flaws and all, you know, cause why not? It's, they got the molds, but the one thing I will say that I liked that the Ninja Turtles are doing that the Ghostbusters are not doing is their uh, Ninja Turtles are releasing them in bundles. So you can get the movie star bundle. You can get the original bundle. You can get a villain's bundle. Whereas with the Ghostbusters, it's just single singular toys. You know, here you go. Here's Slimer. Here's Mr. Stay Puft, uh, and the four guys and the Ecto-1. That's cool. I mean, going back to the to the eighties, though, when you play with the, those action figures, I think, I think for the most part, kind of a push with the Ghostbusters and with the Turtles. Kind of depending on which one you're a bigger fan of. But the thing that the, the Ghostbusters had that the Turtles didn't, when not just action figures, you could actually buy, you know, the Ghostbuster equipment. Like you could buy a a, a proton pack to put on your back. You could buy one you of the, the one of the. Toys with the mask. You right, didn't you have those. Buy I, I do. I'm telling you, like I had the proton pack. I had the, uh, no, but you, you know, didn't the, have the turtles ones with the mask and the weapons. Uh, and the no, other heads. Yeah. But anyway, you could get the like Ghostbusters that. equipment. You could run out in the, in the, uh, we were like the last generation of kids that actually got to go outside and play. So like, I remember playing out in the front lawn with your You're Ghostbusters pack on with your friends and, and, you know, actually pretending to be the Ghostbusters, you know, shooting the proton packs. <laughs> I mean, that was a big part of my childhood. I think that's something they had that was a better than the, than the Turtles had. And one of the, also, you play it outside. Uh, you're hanging out with your friends. It's a nice summer day. You get hot. You come in, and what do you have? You get a nice glass of or a box of Ecto Cooler. You knew it was coming. You knew I had to bring it up. It's kind of a missed opportunity, a missed opportunity for the Turtles because – I mean, it was green. It could have very easily have been uh, mutant power, mutant cooler, turtle cooler, but it wasn't. It was ecto cooler. One of the best things of our childhood. It was such an amazing drink. It's so delicious that numerous, numerous. I'm gonna say it one more time for dramatic effect. Numerous breweries make ecto cooler beer, and I have not had them all because, like I said, there's a lot of them. But the ones I have had are pretty damn awesome. Um, I had one. I had three today for lacto coolers. I had three of those today at the at the movie uh, from Voodoo Brewery. I mean, guys, it tasted just like the freaking ecto cooler. It was amazing. It's like the nostalgia of my childhood combining with the alcoholism of my adulthood into just one beautiful package. It, it's great. Uh, Spanish Marie, they make an ecto cooler beer too. Uh, Jimmy, you're drinking one right now from Untitled Art. I think I think it's. Uh, ecto cooler was such a big thing with our generation that like. So many breweries are, are cashing in on it now that we're older. Making that drink which really isn't even a beer. It doesn't taste like once <laughs> I've had beer, they taste like ecto cooler, and it's amazing how delicious it still is. I mean, you're not wrong, Pete. I mean, the Ninja Turtles went a different direction. Uh, you know, 
because they were pizza loving. So they made you actually support your local pizza places and small business. But I mean, the Ninja Turtles also had a craft macaroni and cheese. And who doesn't love craft macaroni and cheese? They had Ninja Turtle shaped mac and cheese. Oh, yes. And it was delicious. And they still make it today. You can still get it. You can still pick it up at the store. Not to yeah. mention B. B. The Kraft Mac and Cheese. You can buy. You could buy the super. You could buy Superman. You could buy. You know you they, they, they have so many. They got so many different variations of that. You can buy Star Wars, ET. There's a million of them. There's only one Ecto Cooler. Like there's nothing that comes. And close they don't to that. make it no more. They do. It's in, uh, they do in, in small batches and small releases, and it's impossible to get me. Not if we you go to these, not if you go to these breweries that I mentioned and get no, alcoholic no. versions of it because we're grownups now. <laughs> I, I mean, so, I don't deny that, but you can get uh, Ninja Turtles beers, be as like Departed Souls in New Jersey, Casey Cones, Strawberry Milkshake. You can get the Secret of the Brews, Secret of the Ooze beer, which is a blue raspberry sour. Not that everyone likes sours, but I like sour, and it looks just like the ooze from Secret of the Ooze. And then there's sure like, those are delicious, but the thing they don't have is they don't connect to your childhood the way Ecto Cooler does and the Ecto Cooler beer does. Like that plays in the girls who wouldn't connect that to their childhood, especially not the yeah. drink. The drink is its own thing. So if you drink, if you don't like, if you liked Ecto Cooler as a kid and you had this beer as a now, you'd be like, oh, this tastes like Ecto Cooler. If you didn't know who the Ninja Turtles are, you might still like this beer. There's no connection really to besides the can art, which might be awesome, but it's really. They're just putting their face on it. Like, this was actually something that Ghostbusters was a part of. But the art sells, B. You know this. The minute you see it, you're going to grab it. It, it is I what 100% it is. Will buy those I 100% will buy those beers, but it's not the same thing as Ecto Cooler. It doesn't connect. It's the same nostalgic effect. I mean, you're not getting that, you know, it's Ecto not. Cooler it's in your mouth, but you are getting that, oh, my God, I used to love that. I'm going to buy it. Right, but it's not the same thing. They're making an Ecto Cooler that tastes like Ecto Cooler. They they have Ghostbusters beer too. That's not um Ecto Cooler. That just has a that shape. Blade, on the yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that that's the same <laughs> thing. they don't make a Kraft Mac and Cheese Ninja Turtle beer like that would be the, your your connection really. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you: Did you have your own cereal? Ghostbusters did have cereal, yes. So did I. <laughs> okay. It was like Lucky Charms. Good question, Jim. Good question. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was weird. It was like checks Lucky Charms, but like it's Ninja Turtles, so you're like, screw it. It's not Flintstones. I mean, I think Flintstones basically wins that whole entire cereal debate as far as uh, nostalgia meets uh, processed food. Between that and the vitamins, I think they pretty much uh, own. Everyone there. Yeah, I mean, I would have to good, good hard and do a deep dive, but Flintstones, you would have to fight Flintstones good and hard. Um, but now that's that's interesting. Give me, give me something to to research and let's see if we can. Even if it's not just for a thumb war, it'd be good just for as a general topic of discussion. But anyway, let's get back uh, to the, the war actually, at hand here. Yeah, you know, let's get back to the war at hand here. The Ninja Turtles um, were a cultural phenomenon. Let's be realistic. You know, between the toys, the video game, they were you, the market was super saturated and still is to this day. Ghostbusters went on a lull. Ghostbusters had a very terrible 2016 all-female-led cast movie with Melissa McCarthy, which you know, 
I'll say this, Jimmy. Uh, a woman can be Ghostbusters too, and this is a sexist argument for you to make, and I won't stand for it. But honestly, yeah, it was a terrible movie. But <laughs> I'm not saying there can be. I'm not saying the turtles, the turtles have a lot of uh, bad live action as well. I mean, one. Uh, Turtles, no, way more than one. There's part three, which honestly, when I watched that as a, when that came out, part of my Whoa. childhood died at how bad that, that movie was. Like I, I felt like, I guess I'm too old for this shit now. Like, yeah, <laughs> that movie was terrible. It doesn't have any redeeming qualities. You, you try to rewatch it now, it's still pretty bad. And then you have, um, in the '80s, like the late '80s, they did, the Turtles came out of their, uh, they did their coming out of their shell tour. You remember yes. that? When Radio they City. On, they had go the on best stage. song ever. They, they have the best song ever. This was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's the epitome of awful. This, this is when the turtles... An amazing song. This, I don't is know when the turtles, this is when the turtles kind of got like Krusty the Clown and basically <laughs> they just put their face on anything. They didn't care what the product was. No matter how bad it sucked. they like, yeah, let's put our face... Let's let's make an album that apparently Jimmy is the only one who, who likes still. It but, was uh, in the Ninja Turtles games. Pizza Power is, there, is like the theme. Okay, Jimmy. I mean, I, I mean, you're. If this is you're going to defend this stage show. I, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Anyone go on YouTube and watch this. You, you'll last two seconds. You'll last two with rock music. Need you say more? Yeah, you can say a lot more. Like, don't watch it. Like Elvis in Hawaii. <laughs> then they had the. You remember the Ninja Turtles? The next mutation that they tried to compete. Yes, with I the, do. And they crossed the over with the Rangers. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> Maybe they added in a, a girl That's turtle to that show. Venus de Milo. They added in a girl turtle. It ruins the whole brother dynamic of the show. The best part about the turtles was that they are brothers, and they, and they back up each other. They fight with each other. You know, they compete with each other. They resent each other even a little bit. And then they always come back and, and to each other's side and fight together. That's like a, a, a lot of the ma- uh, the TMT animated movie was basically that whole plot line. And when you put a, a girl turtle in it, they even even in that show, they said, um, oh, we're not actually brothers. And the only reason they said that was so they can hit on the new girl turtle, which, all right, this, this, this is ridiculous. And uh, even um, the creators, Eastman and Laird, they said this is the worst thing that ever came out of the turtles, uh, which is saying a lot. Because, I mean, that, that, this was really, really terrible. The follow-up I, to that was the 2003 show, which many uh, Turtles fans consider to be the supreme version of the turtle show. Not me personally, because, you know, I grew up on the 80, uh, it was an 87 cartoon series. But the 2003 series is pretty good. Uh, it's definitely more true to the vision that they had. You know, after that, you get into 2012 and then the newest iteration, because they constantly uh, keep Ninja Turtles going because they, you know, Ninja Turtles never dies. Like Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai never dies. <clears throat> they just want to keep introducing it to a new generation. I can understand, you know, some people not liking the newer choices that are made. You know, the Ninja Turtles has a movie coming out this year. It's very divided among the fans as far as animation style and what they did with specific characters. Uh, I will say, as far as third movies go, Ghostbusters Afterlife does take the cake over Ninja Turtles 3. Or Ninja Turtles Three Turtles in Time, depending on who you ask. But that was the first movie, though. You have to you have to think of it like this: Ninja Turtles Three brought back Casey Jones and Corey Feldman. So that's like the W you have to look for in that movie. They lost Casey sure. Jones and Corey Feldman in Turtles Two, but Turtles Two is still a superior film because it introduces us to Super Shredder, 
combat cold cuts, and Toka and Razor. Turtles Two Vanilla is Ice is Ninja Rap. Turtles Two is a good movie. I mean, until you get to the uh, Vanilla Ice tie-in at the end. To me, Turtles Two is kind of like Ghostbusters Two, which I mean that they don't hold the candles to the original. The originals are both better. But um, you know, if if you grew up at the time, you were a kid at the time, you have nostalgic memories for those movies. I find it hard to say either one of those were, were great. I mean, they, they came out at a time when we were young and, and loved them. But Turtles 2, I still think, is okay. Turtles 1, I think, is a classic movie. I don't think that's... There's no it's one untouchable. Can argue. No one can argue that. Turtles 2 is good. It's not great. But Turtles 3 is just... I mean, it, it's it's abomin- It's an abomination. I don't care if they brought back Casey Jones or... I um Because it was horrible. I mean, the movie was so bad. bad. I'd rather them not be in it to taint their legacy. And Jimmy, you brought up this new, uh, the new turtle that show coming out with the mutant mayhem, right? That's yes, the new the Seth, uh, Seth Rogen produced. Yeah, uh, I, I want to go on a, a little bit of a side rant with this movie. I hope you'll indulge me. But what the oh, fuck? Please, is up? I was hoping, I hoping someone would give a side <laughs> rant about this one. So please go ahead. What the hell is up with Hollywood erasing sexy female redheads in movies? What are they Dude, doing? Dude, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. It's a thing with me. And yeah. I, I, I just call it black is the new ginger. And that's, yeah. and that's what yeah. it is. And, and there's no, be brought it up. Be continue on because, yeah. um, yeah, you have the floor. They did it with, with MJ and Spider-Man. Uh, they're doing it now with the little mermaid and now they're doing that's it with West. April Neal in this new movie. I mean, that's strike three. I, I, I can't stand for it. All I could say is Daphne from Scooby-Doo. You better watch out because they're coming for you next. Yeah, sexy redhead, sexy redheads are not allowed in, in movies anymore. And, and it's bullshit because, it's part of my childhood. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I loved the Ninja Turtles. I loved uh, Spider-Man. Um, even the Ghostbusters cartoon had a little bit of a sexy female redhead with Janine. Not She wasn't so sexy in the movies, but in the cartoon, she had a little going on. And to say that stuff doesn't matter, it fucking matters because I'm a 40-year-old man, and my wife happens to have red hair. If you don't think that shit was impressed on me as a child, of course it was. <laughs> and it, 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 the fact that they, what they're doing with April is an abomination. And I'm boycotting this movie. In protest of it, Jimmy, I hope you will boycott it with me as well, in a solidarity. <laughs> it, it pretty much like in solidarity. It's 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 one of those things where like I was I wasn't a big fan of the 2007 Ninja Turtles movie, and I, I know a lot of people really like that movie. Um, the, the animation, Fox. which one? The Megan Fox. The Ma- one? No, not the Megan Fox one. The animated movie uh, that came the out TMNT? in 2007. Is that what the one was yeah. like at the end? It was like a whole bunch of like not spirits, but like. April O'Neil was kicking ass with Casey Jones towards the end. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince were uh, Freddie and April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, gotcha. Kevin, Kevin Smith played a chef. Uh, it was yeah, weird. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, Actually, I, I enjoyed it. So, see, yeah, I, didn't see, it I, I didn't care for it. And it, it, it kind of serves as a sequel to three. Like, if you actually look at the bits and pieces hidden in there, it's three's sequel. And they, it, try, it tries to get you like to remember but also forget three by focusing on this one. Karai, I think, was a supporting character. I just, for that movie, I'd rather watch three than that movie. I just, there was something about the 07 one. To me, the 07 one was Ghostbusters 2016. I'd rather watch that. Uh, See, that's, that's weird because I am the exact opposite of you. I would rather watch that TMT movie than Ghostbusters with the female version. I, I is- fell asleep on the TMNT 07. I, I could not sit through it. See, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't. I thought it was okay. But I, I mean, like to they, me the, the the female Ghostbusters, which I defended for a second, but I that, I couldn't even stomach to do that because it's really not a good movie. 
but I think TMNT is better than that. I don't know why I'm defending your stuff. Actually, no, they both suck. Hey, hey, hey I give you something to defend yours. You guys have been going back and forth defending each other's nonsense. Um, so it's it's been kind of interesting to to watch and well and to listen for those that eventually will do it. Um, like you guys bring up a point and then your counterpart is like, well, no, that's like, it's what, like you guys really just offend each other at a certain point. Um, which is kind of, it, I mean, it just goes to the true testament of both franchises, how, you know, it's, it's mutual respect where it's like, well, you're talking trash, but you know, we're going to defend it still anyway. I feel like, um, like the, the Megan Fox two movies, I admit the Michael B movies aren't great. They did. They tried to do something a little bit different. By making the turtles a bit more, uh, I don't want to say human, but like they really kind of like them doing the hip hop in the elevator, and that was a good scene though. Oh, I don't deny that. <laughs> so the some of the actions, <coughs> action was good. <clears throat> to me, Megan those two movies are uh, they're good. They're just to me they're they're forgettable. Like I can't even really tell yes. you the main plot of either one like and i know i watched them they weren't they weren't last ever everlasting like you saw them they were like they were good popcorn movie for when you watch them but they yeah. don't have any long lasting effect i don't think it helped the franchise I just, much. i just liked I, I liked how it it kind of reinvented their design a little bit like they gave like you saw a bit more of their own personality in each of them like wrath had like the damaged shell um he was definitely a bit more brutish but like, he almost played off as like the youngest brother trying to get the other brother's respects. But like, he didn't need it; he just did it because he, for whatever reason, that's just how his brain worked. Um, and I mean, let's face it: who doesn't enjoy watching Megan Fox? Um, but I will say, Stephen Amell as Casey Jones in the second one, the Green Arrow himself, um, was a nice little treat. Um, he wasn't the Casey Jones that you would expect to be because they played him more as a corrections officer, which was weird. But I did like the fact that they still kept the hockey elements there. I thought his design while basic, the mask wasn't bad. He did pretty good with the hockey stick. Um, he used that uh, inspiration with that design to create one of his knocking point wines, which was cool. Um, but like little things, Seamus was in there. He was uh, rock steady. Uh, so he had once again the uh, wrestlers are connected to this. Kevin Nash being the super shredder, uh, Seamus being rock steady. I forget the guy's name uh, who played Bebop, but he was um, on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, but but they, I know you're talking. Yeah, uh, what what's his face? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's Baxter Stockman, I think, was such underrated casting. I, to me, like if it both fit the comics, and it was, a, I think, it was a nice step in the right direction. Um, I the think Shredders those movies, were, had a, those movies had a lot of a lot of potential, but I, yeah. I, I think they they hit. Like when they casted uh, Will Arnett to play Vern, I was like, this is perfect. Like that character yeah. was he was great in the '80s cartoon. I was like, oh great, Will Arnett's an amazing, hilarious actor. Uh, he was in Arrested Development. He's Lego Batman. He's great. And I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And, like, I can't remember one funny line or scene he had in no, both like, movies. So, so I, I literally like, totally forgot that he was in the movie. As, as it yeah, up. no, he... I, I, yeah. I him, but then I just totally... He was doing, like, his Reese's Peanut Butter Cup commercials at the time of that movie. It was very it was very odd, his placement. But... It's perfect casting, though. It's perfect <laughs> casting from the 80s. Like, it, that's, that's him. 
Like he looks yeah. just like him. He could, and he can act just like him too. He has the uh, potential to do it. They just those movies just didn't hit. No, no, and but I still I still think for the time though. I mean, it's Michael Bay. Michael Bay, you know, he did it with Transformers. He's still going with Transformers. Turtles, I think everyone just was like, I've had enough. Um, I think that's why Ghostbusters Afterlife, aside from the 2016 effect, did so well. Uh, Paul Rudd came in. Mechanic Race was likable. They kind of were like, we're going to give you the guy from Stranger Things. Not that he's going to be real, real of a major character, but he's likable enough that you're going to watch this and enjoy yourself. And it was a tribute to Harold, which you know, which is also nice. It's it's yeah, so it's so weird. Uh, Jim, stop stop defending Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm, I'm not really defending it, but I'm, I'm it's it's you're, you're on the wrong side again, buddy. I mean, you, you hit most of the points. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on the wrong side again. You hit the uh, points I was going to make about Afterlife. I think it was it was pretty good. I mean, it sucked. But they waited so long to do it that we, you know, we lost. Well, that's our what I was going to say is they waited too long. I think that was a, that was a movie that that really should have came out not thirty years ago. But you, you understand what I'm saying? Like twenty five years ago, if that movie would have came out, I think it would have been a bit more on point, hit everywhere we wanted it to hit. Things might have would have would have probably made a bit more sense, and you would have had Harold Ramis in it, which was a huge loss. Like at least with these characters. You're not really losing anyone because they keep changing to an extent who's who's there. They keep reinventing it for the next generation. I think it's very hard to reinvent Ghostbusters for the next generation, and you're always going to be tugging on nostalgia. Ninja Turtles at least is a bit more uh, palatable to change, and like I'm not talking crazy changes, but minor changes enough, personalities, drawings, however it's done, that you can have the new generation appreciate what they have and respect the older stuff. Where Whereas with Ghostbusters, it's basically kind of like, if you're not hitting that nostalgia, we want nothing to do with you and get it, get it, get it out of here. It's, it's trash. So I, I agree with you that the turtles they can, can do that and reinvent themselves, but so far they haven't like the, the like we, we just talked about those Michael Bay movies have, as not hitting uh, this new one. Mutant mayhem does not look good at all. Like I'm definitely passing on this one. And I liked the TMNT, but you didn't like it either. So, like, yeah, they can reinvent the characters because they're not, you know, it's not, they don't have to worry about getting the same actors, but they haven't done it right since. Like, they've, they've tried with these movies and they've, they've had potential and they haven't hit. But, but to me, I think Afterlife kind of did a good job bringing it for the new generation because we, we do have an Afterlife sequel in the works. It's coming. And, you know, we'll see where they go with it. But they kind of, you know, they did what they did. They kind of gave, all the last Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, one last hurrah. They put them in the suit one more time. You got to finally get that closure after all these years. And now now we can kind of move on and see where, what they're going to do next. Like the um, the uh, the ghosts of the past are, are gone now. So you can kind of, I think you will be able to move on with the Afterlife sequel. Uh, assuming it's good, I mean, we won't know until we watch it, right? But um, they definitely have the chance to, to, to make it something again. It just depends if they if they land. Yeah, it's 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 but that's you know the same could be said either way. Um, right, but the the thing you could say about the turtles is they've tried and failed so far. Where Ghostbusters, I mean the women Ghostbusters, I don't even think that was trying to continue it. They almost 
they erased everything. Like they kind of just tried their own thing. Like it wasn't even really continuing the well, series. Well, that was the thing. Like Extreme Ghostbusters was the sequel to Real Ghostbusters. That was like that really mid '90s cartoon. I don't think it lasted very long. They tried introducing a girl Ghostbuster. Um, Bill, I think Ray Stans had one eye or something like they did something where he was injured or in a wheelchair. Uh, <clears throat> Egon looked weird, looked nothing, you know, not, he looked a little bit like his character, but not like his character. It was, it was an odd show. It was a very forgettable show. But like, my thing is at least the Ninja Turtles kept trying, you know, I think Ghostbusters eventually reached a point where we were just like, we do have a new uh, Ghostbusters anime series coming to Netflix soon. I don't know much about it other than it's coming, but I'm excited to see what they plan to do there. Uh, I think he froze again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Jim is frozen once again um, due to once again, technical difficulties on his end. Uh, when we get him back on, we will do some final arguments, I believe. Um, unless there, these two have these two giants have more to say. Uh, but I think we're rounding our way around the end here. Um, but let's wait once again for Jimmy Bags. Yep, and he's back. All right, here we go. I'm back. I don't know why it went out again. And you're frozen again. You're, you're making me do a lot of editing this episode. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> you're, you're, you're luckily I plan on putting the 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 next thumb war or our battle up first, um, just because of of time sensitivity and all. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But yes, um, so yeah, I don't really remember what you were saying. You were both arguing. No, I was just basically saying that the Ghostbusters Afterlife had to be made to save themselves, whereas the Ninja Turtles are just persistently trying and they're persistently giving you something. And and failing, is though. That's the problem is they're failing. Like, at least <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the movie, Captain. Area there, they haven't had a good one for a while, and I don't have high hopes for this new one either. But we don't know. I mean, could it be a, it could be a sleeper hit. I'm, you know, like I said, it, it, we, we don't know. know. <laughs> it, it could we be. Know. We don't know. We kind of know. Won't know until we try. All right. Um, while you were frozen, I, I, I was saying that odds are we were we're winding down, and I think final. Final thoughts, final statements, whatever the closing arguments. That's the phrase I'm talking about. Okay. Um, is upon yeah, us yeah. unless unless there's something you really want to bring up, um, by all means do it now. Um, if not, give me the cue and I will you know pick someone to start the closing argument. Uh, I think we do have a final thoughts. Any I think another thing I can add, I could throw it in there. Okay, Maybe Jim. No, I'm, am I going first? Okay. What's the deal? Um, yes, Jim. Uh, being it is the Drunken Thumbs show, I'm going to give it to you to start your closing argument. Oh, well, you know, Ninja Turtles being a franchise that's lasted almost 40 years at this point, Ghostbusters, I'm going to say, is on equal footing with that. Um, There's reasons for that. I mean, between toys, games, movies, you name it, TV shows. I think Ninja Turtles definitely uh, is the one that's always going to come to mind first, as pretty much with everything. Um, 
from video, literally from video games, you name it. Uh, that's what's going to come first. Uh, the Ghostbusters, I don't think we're fortunate enough to be in uh, any NetherRealm Studios game and to be able to fight other superheroes, whereas the Ninja Turtles were. Not that they couldn't, but the Ninja Turtles were the first choice. Uh, the Ninja Turtles made you love pizza if you didn't love it already. You wanted to have every crazy combination that they thought of in the cartoon and in the movies. And try it for yourself. Not that they were exactly great. I mean, peanut butter and clams isn't exactly a combination that rolls off the tongue. Um, I think everything that they did is uh, memorable. I think you know voices, you know everything. When you see it, you know what it is. You can dress up like them. They're, everyone dresses up like them. Girls dress up as slutty Ninja Turtles. Guys dress up as, you know, families dress up as Ninja Turtles. You might name your pet turtle because there was a huge pet turtle influx after the Ninja Turtles came out after them. I mean, that's up to you uh, to each their own. But I will say um, I do love both of these franchises. I, I just think for myself personally that uh, Ninja Turtles hits home more. There's a lot more of it out there. And you might not find something you like right away, but you will find something that speaks to you one way or another, whether it's toys, games, movies, you name it, it'll come to you. All right, B. Uh, yes, I'll agree with you there, Jimmy. Both of these were behemoth franchises in their day and, and are still around 40 plus years later. I mean, it's a, it's a testament to both of these franchises, how great they are and how tough of a war this was. I think we, we both, when we first came up with this idea, weren't wasn't sure which one would even, which one would be the favorite one. And we started like going into it. I said, yeah, you know, we actually could say some good things about both. But um, there's definitely more turtles stuff out there. But for the Ghostbusters, I think it's quality over quantity. Um, I think if you gave every good Ghostbusters, <laughs> everything that the Ghostbusters did good out there in uh, in the world, if you gave all those a plus and gave all their negatives a minus one. It's definitely still hit at a high net positive for the Ghostbusters. If you did it with the Turtles, I think you're still going to get a net positive, but I think it's going to be lower just because there's some pretty terrible Turtle stuff out there. Uh, but when you take away the um, uh, the female Ghostbusters and the NES game, there's a lot of great Ghostbusters stuff out there, which I think gives it the net positive. Let's get back to the... Original opening statement, how we said it's going to be the math involved. Well, yeah, if you could follow my math here, Ghostbusters has a higher net positive than the Turtles just because the Turtles have more negative stuff out there, in my opinion. Hopefully I was able to convince you, Travis, the judge. But other than that, I think both franchises are amazing, and I'm, and I, that's that. All right, all right, all right. Um, well, thank you, too, for de- defending two amazing franchises of our, obviously, of our youth, and obviously as we grow up as adults, and we pass it down generation to generation. Um, There's very interesting arguments. Um, Like we said just a few minutes ago, how you guys defended each other at the same time attacking each other. Um, Every time one of you made a a point, the other person was quick to agree or disagree and like defend at that point. which I found quite interesting. Um, like to reiterate, it was it was just a testament to your both love of both franchises. 
Um, I will compliment you both on the Back to the Future references um, early on in this debate as I was drinking a Back to the Future beer. Um, I thought that, that was a, a you know a, a quick jab to the judge and hopefully got you on his, you know your own respective sides. Um, I was I mean I was I was going to say I mean you both made value value arguments on both sides of the ball. Um, Jim, I'm going to start with you. Um, leading up to this battle, you were the heavy favorite, I would say. Oh, no, I, fl- I flopped the ball. I Between getting cut off on the internet, I totally dropped the ball on this. Yeah. Um, you, you definitely missed oppor- a lot of opportunity to really bring down the Ghostbusters. Um, I mean, yes, you did touch on the video games. Um, you touched slightly on, obviously, Ghostbusters 2. You really could have ripped into them about. I mean, you mentioned it a little bit about the old female Ghostbusters. Um, you really could have just brought it home there on that argument um, and just really, you know, hammer home the point of how terrible um, things were. Even with Afterlife, um, the way they treated Harold Ramis's character, you could have just you could have dug into that. Um, uh, but see, I actually. That. Didn't mind that though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but I had issues with it. And you, you should have remembered that. Um, no, <laughs> um, you where you missed the ball is. I mean, you did mention a few things, but you know, you mentioned here and there my love of Michelangelo. Um, you, the fact you could have briefly dropped in a last Ronin reference would have been great. I know it's not really it's full it's on TMNT, but you also you got to pander to the judge, <laughs> uh, which. Yeah. You guys have done to, in, in the past. It's also about knowing your judge. You did make a couple of Michelangelo references, and I definitely do appreciate that. Um, but with the last Ronin with his brothers dying and Michelangelo being like the dude to just, you know, act revenge and all. The old um, man. The yeah. old man, yeah. Um, definitely, that was, I think that was a little, just a missed opportunity just to bring up, especially in your, in your closing argument where B really didn't have, we didn't have an opportunity to to come back at you with it because it is a closing argument um just a, a drop off there uh, so slightly disappointed that you did not bring it up there. it's fine um um let's see um yes so now on b your side again um you had uh, a very tough job of defending the ghostbusters um initially i i, I would say um we brought, again when we brought this up um, it was a battle between me and, and Jim where I was going to defend the Ghostbusters, but then I think you were like, you think you were able to, to pull off a better job. And I definitely thank you for taking on this role. You also missed, um, some key opportunities, um, starting with, I mean, you definitely hit home how terrible TMT three was. Uh, if you did not bring that up, uh, you definitely would have lost a lot of points. Because uh, that movie is unwatchable in every step of the way. I don't care if they brought back Casey Jones. I don't care. That movie is completely unwatchable. Um, the fact that in TMT two, their weapons are are not drawn. Um, they have the size, the swords. Yes, Michelangelo has you know combat cold cuts. Yeah, combat cold cuts. Um, but their weapons have were never used, unlike in the first movie, because they pandered to parents that thought the turtles were too um what's the word um influential on their kids 
Um, so the creators of the makers of the second movie pandered to the parents and decided that the turtles would not take out the weapons at any point in time. Um, I thought that was there was, you know, uh, you know they're they're ninjas after all, right? Their, their weapons are are their identifiers. Um, so that was a miss, a little bit of miss of opportunity um, to gain points in my favor. Um, as far as a dig on TMT two, I mean Turtles two was cool. Um, I don't care. Ninja rap um, is still awesome. I love that song. I don't care. That fight sequence is cool. Um, Super Shredder, kind of awesome. Uh, you did bring up the terrible, terrible live action. You know, Jimmy's defending it. The metal, the rock <laughs> turtles. Uh, so that you know, kudos to you, be uh, Jim. Uh, you did your best to to deflect. Um, it was god awful, but Pizza Power is a fantastic song. I'm not going to deny that Pizza Power is not a great song. I sing it at least once a week, randomly when I'm at work, for because we do Pizza Fridays. Um, so it's kind of now stuck into my head. Um, there were there were a lot of um, missed opportunities. B again on your side, we did we briefly mention it towards the end. A lot of there's there's yes, the turtles have a lot of qu- a quantity. But their quality is trash, right? You did you did bring that up between the animated movies, the Michael Bay ones, the one that's coming up. They're, I mean, turtles are everywhere, and they have been everywhere. But the quality they put out is is uh, trash. Um, I give you point B to the ecto cooler. Um, if I did not give you point to ecto cooler, why the hell am I a judge? Um, you definitely hammered home the point when in a good way that it hit. On pure nostalgia, the heartstrings. Every time you drink it, it brings you right back. You know, Jimmy did a great job. You know, with the parted souls, with the beer with Casey Jones, and and you know, the secret of the brews, and the beers that we tried. Yes, they are fantastic, but it's like the the cookie defense, right? Yes, even though it was duplicated to some degree, Ecto Cooler still, no matter what, like they had to recreate the flavors of Ecto Cooler and nail it because if it was shit. They, you know, they wouldn't even, you know, that's a bad, it's like bad, you know, bad product, bad beer, bad seltzers, whatever it is. If you put a bad ecto cooler out, it's not going to sell, right? You're going to get a trash. You're going to tarnish the name. You have to live up to the name. Where like Departed Soldiers, they created, you know, a solid sour beer, right? It wasn't terrible. I mean, Casey Cohn's was fantastic. I'm not going to deny you that. But they only just slapped, um, you know, the label on it. And, you know, they, they ran off the, the name of Team of the Turtles. Where if you're trying to tr- gonna try to create an ecto cooler drink, you gotta live up to the name and to, and to the hype. Um, B, I applaud you for especially with the proton packs, because um, I remember vague uh, distinctively um, of, of wearing those. Um, B, I mean Jim, good counter with the the fact that there were the mask and the you know the the costumes and things like that. I had those as well, but I do remember. Specifically, dressing up as Ghostbusters, I do remember having Ecto One in the firehouse um, in my um, possession. I say, growing up. Um, so, the conclusion, the final answer of who wins versus Ghostbusters versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I award neither of you the victory. It is a draw. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think uh, B did a great job of defending the Ghostbusters. Um, he did just enough to cancel Jim you out. You definitely, yes, I believe, I you had the coming in. 
and literally could have probably crushed um, B. Um, B, you did an amazing job. Um, the the few points that you that you missed out on just gave you just enough where the draw came in. Um, I think if you would have harped on all the the more of the negativity of the the the, the quantity of the turtles, um, and just the, the terribleness of everything, at, literally like TMT two. Um, Afterwards, it was nothing really of redeemable quality. Um, or, you know, like you said, popcorn movies. Um, but at that point, you need to really need to hammer home the point. Um, like, again, Jim, you, 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 I think you dropped the ball. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. You losing connection didn't help matters. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm going to leave this as a draw, which you take it as you will be. If you want to take that as a victory, by all means, uh, I think Jim's going to take this as a loss either way. I am taking it as a loss. Because uh, he thought he had this clear victory in hand. Um, Cause you know, according to his math, B, you were in the negative. Um, but um, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this one as a draw. Unfortunately, um, just, I just wanted to see either a little bit more negativity on B side or a little bit on, on Jim, a little bit, you know, missed opportunity on your side. Um, you know, just, you, you had a, you had all the opportunity, Jim, to, to bring it home and, and to really just, yeah, no, I, I, I dropped it. Return B into a ghost and, and zap him away. Um, so I, I cannot in conscious give you the victory and then B, like I said, um, you know, you, you, you can't, uh, beat the champ without, you know, a full on unanimous. <laughs> I don't think it, you, you didn't brought it home. You did a valiant job, like I said, um, in defending the Ghostbusters. So take the draw as a win. Uh, but I'm going to leave it as a draw for now. Um, you know, we could revisit this topic later point in time, but for now, this is a John Candy, Rick Moranis draw. I'll, t- I'll take it, but I, I know for a fact I lost for myself. B, I, I will grant you a victory. <laughs> See, to me, as we, as we were going through it, uh, I thought a draw was actually in order. I think because... For every for you got the '80s cartoon, we have the '80s cartoon. You have great video games, we have great video games. You have um, some shitty uh, third movies, we have some shitty third movies. I think, I mean, they're they're beloved franchises. They do yeah. both have their faults, but they do also both have their amazing things that yeah. we all know and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we joked around about it, but you kind of lost each other yeah. Um, yeah. when you both decided to defend each other. Like, no, you know, and that was like. It's a testament well, to our love. For you weren't just strictly attacking, right? You're like you defended not only but yourselves, but you know the, the other person's kind of arguing. Um, so you, well, that, that's what happened with the. Uh, that's what happened with Rick Moranis and John Candy yeah, as well. We both, it was too much respect problem, either way. The problem and, is we both lo- we love um, both franchises, so it's hard to kind of really shit on. We're it. not for the negative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thumb wars are a lot easier when you when you hate the opposition and truly love hate the opposition. The one yeah. you're de- defending, when you um, like both, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to turn off turn off your love of one franchise when you're when you're going into this. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's when you started to lose me. I'm like, this is just blending into a love fest for both franchises. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. I think so. The draw was the only conclusion um, going, you know, at moving forward, like halfway through or 40 minutes through, um, where it's like no one's really taking full advantage of each, you know, the faults or the, the pros or the cons or whatever, what have you. Just more of a, you know, respect. Yeah, we're shitty too, but you're also shitty. It was like, so it's, you, you traded blows to the point where no one really had the, the full advantage. Um, 
Overall, yeah. So, I mean, I think kudos to B because you definitely, like I said, the uphill battle. And then, unfortunately, Jim, um, I drop it. You, you kind of dropped the ball on that one. But, you know, a draw is a draw, um, and there's always another battle. All right. That is that. <laughs> um, so thank you again uh, for tuning in to this lovely Drunken Thumb War. Um, it was a, a draw, a tie between the Ghostbusters versus TM and Team 2. Uh, but if you feel otherwise, please leave it in the comments. Um, let us know. Message us uh, when this episode does get released. Um, we we'll, we'll look forward to um, a online, a social media war, if it were, um, against these franchises. Please tell us what you think uh, should have won. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I didn't miss something. Um, or maybe they missed something. And you, you know, whatever the case may be, please leave comments. You know, below, uh, and we will circle back on a future Foodies Never Say Die and or Drunken Thumb War. Um, until the next Thumb War, this is your judge, the Drunkleberry, the almighty Drunken Thumb, the ruler of the Thumb Wars, and Jimmy Bags. Signing off. Later, fuckers. Yeah.